Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan. And happy holidays. I want to say happy holidays because I know that Kwanzaa is around the corner. Christmas is around the corner. And right now, the Jewish faith is celebrating um, Hanukkah. But also, there are a number of other holidays around this time. So I just want to do a, a big happy holidays to everybody and all the other holidays that I've missed. I'm not trying to be PC. Um, I'm trying to be inclusive. And um, one of the topics that I wanted to discuss was speaking up more. And, you know, it's funny. When what I've noticed for years, I'm going to say, especially the past four years, when someone includes everybody, people say, oh, you're so PC. You're just being very PC. No, I'm being inclusive. I think we need to get away from these stereotypical and very, um, what's the word? Very um, all-American sayings, you know, like, like the term hopeless romantic. That makes no sense whatsoever. Being hopeless means that you have no hope. And being romantic means you're being very loving. So you have no hope of being loving? That doesn't make any sense. It's hopeful romantic. That's what it should be. But some idiot said hopeless romantic once and everybody just, it's so weird how we don't like check ourselves like that. It's so weird. Anyway, let me start off um, with holiday traditions. So as you heard last week, I have about 10 movies that I need to watch. It's just a tradition of mine. I have to watch them during December. I've been slagging. It's the 20th. I have 11 days to get my shit together and watch these other uh, 11, uh, nine movies because I've already seen one of them on the list. But like I said, only two I watch specifically on Christmas. So that takes care of three movies right now, right? Um, But one tradition I have is I like to go to the movies on the holiday because I know that people in the movie theaters, they they work. And with quarantine, what happens is it's even better. So when I bought my ticket, I bought two tickets, one for myself and one for my nephew for Wonder Woman. 1984, because he really wants to see that. So when we bought, when I bought our two tickets, the two seats on either side of us are blocked off from being sold. I freaking love it. So now people are two seats away instead of right up under you. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So I'm very excited to have that personal space, you know? Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And the movie theater that we go to, it's 
a redone movie theater. So there's no more, oh, excuse me, excuse me, and somebody has to stand up to get by you. There's enough leg room that if somebody reclines their seat all the way back, you can still walk by them without even touching their feet, unless they're enormously large or their, their feet are hanging off the seat. So, yeah, I really like – and they have it set up in the theater where you obviously can see the people in your row, but you can't see the people in the row in front of you. You really can't. So I, I'm just, I, I don't know. The theater experience is definitely different from when I was a kid. Even, you know, different from five years ago. So, uh, yeah, that's one of my holiday traditions. Traditionally, what I do is I spend the holiday at one of my sister's house, wake up with their family, and then um, open presents there. And then we have Christmas breakfast. Then I go to a movie with my nephew. And then I come home. So I, I spend Christmas Eve at their house, typically. This year, because of quarantine, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm going to spend Christmas Eve at home, you know, with the people I quarantine with, which is my mother and half-brother. And then Christmas Day... I'll go to um, my sister's house, hang out with her and her kids, because I've seen them during quarantine. I've been hanging out with them routinely during quarantine. Um, And I'll go um, have dinner, have like a late lunch with them, then take my uh, nephew to the movies and then, you know, come home. So I can watch my two movies. I can't wait. I cannot wait to watch these movies. And I love that Christmas is on a Friday because now I have Saturday and Sunday to just veg and watch those other movies. So, yeah, um, I'm pretty excited about the holiday. I really am. Um, So those are my holiday um, plans. Let's get into some serious topics now. Um, I mentioned speaking up more. The reason why I mentioned that, and I think I mentioned it in the past, when I was pre-transition, so David, um, I think I held stuff in a lot. I held things in, and, and then I exploded at some point. As Emily, I nip things in the bud before they get bigger. And I don't know if that's the woman in me or just because I don't want to. You know what I think it is, seeing it out? I think it's, I have so much other things to deal with. In my head, I say to myself, you need to nip that in the bud because you don't want to deal with that later. You have another, another 150 things to deal with now, get that shit out of the way and move on. So that's what I try to do. I try not to blow up at people anymore. And I try to, um, but I do, I will admit, because I'm human and I'm not fucking perfect, there was a situation at work, and I'm not going to go into specific details, 
But the situation was something that was upsetting. And I have, I have a few friends at work. I literally, especially during quarantine, my friend list got even smaller. This one friend that I made at work, she's the first person that I came out as trans to. She's put up with me. She's been there when I needed a good cry. She's, she's amazing. She, I, when I leave this job, she will be one of the few people that I continue talking to. So she, something happened at work, and she was pulled into it. And she's like, you know, I think you're reverting back to the relationship you had with this person. This person, and I'm going to tell you, is totally different. They are not the person. This is not the relationship that you had before. It's different. And if, I, if it was the same, I would tell you. And I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. She's like, yeah, so stop being a ninny. <laughs> she totally called me out. And, I, and she did it in a way that didn't make me feel like a complete asshole. She did it in a way like, girl, cut it out. And I was like, they, I actually thanked her. I'm like, thank you for doing that because, yeah, now I get it. And then I also explained where I was coming from. And how that fed into me thinking the way that I did. So she just totally, I, the reason why I want to keep her in my life, and other people too, obviously, when I become famous, I do not want to be the type of person that is surrounded by yes people. I do not want to be the type of people, or excuse me, person that has people around them that agrees with everything that I say. If I know I'm wrong and someone agrees with me, well, first of all, if I know I'm wrong, I admit it. I do admit it. I'll tell you about a situation that actually did happen. If I know I'm wrong, I want people to call me out. Not be like, bitch, you're an idiot. But like, girl, you're doing way too much. <laughs> you know? Um, so, here's the situation. There's a city councilor in my area, in the Springfield area. He made the news. He made the news because somebody asked him if he felt victims of rape and sexual assault deserve it or something to that nature. I'm paraphrasing. The person asked him a question. He answered it and said, well, if you know that this is a bad area to go in and you are dressed a certain way, then you're putting yourself in harm's way. They deserve it. And he's like, if they do what I said in the example, yes, I guess, I guess, you know. This story made it all the way to Turtle Sports, which talks about different things and whatnot. The person, the city councilor is Polish. Turtle Sports called, named him Kielbasa Ken, which sounds funny, right? Kielbasa Ken. The city councilor is very good looking. He is like, like extremely good looking, 100% my type. So, of course, I'm looking at him like, this guy's a douchebag on his, um, 
Facebook page. And I saw that his Facebook page is pretty serious. But I searched his Instagram, and he seems normal. And I'm like, wait, what is going on? So you know me. You guys know me. I was like, let me, let me just reach out to this guy. So I reached out to him. He and I end up talking for two days. It's three days now. Um, here's what he felt. He felt like he was asked a question, he gave an example, and then he, he answered it. The backstory on this, the person who asked him the question was somebody he beat in an election and knew his personality. This city councilor is a very honest and upfront person. He's 31, and he comes from a generation that is honest and very transparent. The conversation I had with him was, listen, not every question needs to be answered. You can say uh, no comment. You can say... Um, what are you trying to get? You can question the person even deeper. The person that came at him wanted a response, got the response they were looking for, and posted it everywhere. So now this guy looks like a complete douchebag. I'm sitting here talking to him for two days. He tells me, listen, I, I, my, my um, comments came, came out of context. He gave me another example, actually. He said that he goes to, and I think this is the mentality of every person on the planet. Well, some people, I should say. He goes to, he likes to go to concerts. But he said he has to stop going to concerts because every time he goes to concerts, drunk men try to fight him. And I think it's the machismo. This, like I said, this guy is very good looking He's tall. He's beefy. I'm sure they, they just want to like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this tall guy up. You know, I, I'm sure that's what it is. I said to him, no, 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 that's the wrong mentality, sweetheart. If you want to go to concerts, you should feel safe enough to go to concerts without threat of someone, yeah, you're right. I, I just stopped going to tailgating parties. I go, then there you go. You stop going to tailgating parties because you know guys get overly drunk and you don't want to be there. That's fine. But don't but if but just to let you know, if you do want to go to a tailgating party, you should go to a tailgating party. My point is nobody should ever, number one, victim blame, and number two, tell someone to avoid somewhere so that they can avoid being harassed or be or sexually assaulted or beat up. I think his words betrayed him. He meant one thing and it came out another way. He even referenced when he goes jogging without a shirt on, he gets catcalled. He knows he's going to get catcalled, but he does it anyway. And I said, well, again, if you want to go jogging without your shirt on, shame on the people for catcalling you. Shame the, the, the abuser. Shame the cat caller. Shame the drunk men. Don't shame the victim. 
if you feel comfortable with no shirt on, why should you put a shirt on simply to avoid a bad reaction? Never, never dull your shine so that somebody else doesn't accidentally see it. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that was part of what I was telling him. He is, and I'm, I'm not, I typically, honestly, I typically don't do this. I typically don't contact people like that. I will say he is a nice guy. And I was really surprised that more people didn't do more research on him. I did ask him his plan. Um, he didn't go into too much detail, so I just backed off. I didn't want to, you know, steal his thunder. But, yeah, um, or pry too much is what I meant, not steal his thunder. That's the wrong expression. Um, but, yeah, that was a situation where I'm so glad. And I even told him, I'm like, I'm glad I contacted you because I thought you were a total misogynistic chauvinist douchebag. And I don't think that anymore. Now, I'm not saying this applies to every situation. Everybody knows that. There's a situation where this, a few people, not just one, a few people, spread love and positivity, the positivity train, blah, 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 all about positivity, right? If they get one negative comment, one negative comment, they will post that comment, do a video about that comment, and suddenly the positivity train becomes the mob train. And the person doesn't say to people, this is my opinion. I don't want anybody else involved in this. I just want you to know my opinion about this person. The so-called positive person this other person up so that they are ostracized, ridiculed, and beat down. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Some people deserve it. If you say racist things, if you say homophobic, xenophobic, um, just If you go in on someone because of something they cannot control, a disability, one lady was going in on um, Joe Biden because of his stutter. This is what people use TikTok for. You deserve to be canceled, period. I'm sorry. You're attacking something someone cannot control. You cannot control a stutter. You cannot control the fact that you're trans or bi or pan. So disgusting. If somebody is mocking you because you wear something or you're somewhere else or whatever, leave that shit alone. Why do I never go on TikTok and see videos of people showing how much love they give? These are the two videos that I always see. I see 
videos of people who are coming at other people who, who spread hate to them. Or I see videos of people coming at other people who have said something very sexual to them. Those are the only two videos that I typically see when I see somebody has videoed a comment. Because on TikTok, if somebody puts a comment under your page, um, under your video, you can choose to reply to them with a video or another comment. I posted a video, and I'm going to tell you, I posted a video of T.S. Madison. And basically in the video, she's saying people are just Internet trolls. And she's clicking her nails. And her nails on the uh, table sound like keyboard clicks. And it's very funny. It's hilarious. I've gotten 13,000 views on it. It's hilarious. People are duetting it. Um, People are using the sound bite. It's hilarious. I've been getting messages that say, a man is a man. Um, Oh, that's a man. And just really transphobic things. If you look on my, my, my page, MSME Morgan, you will not see one video reply to it. You know why? When I see those videos, or excuse me, when I see those comments, I click on the person's page I'm not going to feed into that. They are doing that so that I can do a video reply to them. I refuse. I refuse to allow someone a minute, under a minute of my time on TikTok by saying something negative. I refuse. And I know what they're doing. They do it on other people's pages, and everybody has fallen for it. I'm not falling for it. Sorry. You're not going to get me. I am not stupid. I was not born yesterday. Say all the hateful comments you want. Sweetheart, the second I see it, it's gone and you're gone. So there you go. In my Tom Cruise voice, you're gone, motherfucker. You're fired. (laughs) So silly. So, yeah. When you confront a bully, that's confronting a bully. If you confront a bully and they tell you that you are being hateful, that is called gaslighting. Uh, What's an example? Um, I'm trying to think of an example I had. Uh, I don't have any. Oh, okay. I have an example. Now, I hate to, excuse me, bring this up, but whatever. Luke Parker was on The Bachelorette, for some of you that knew. Um, He was on The Bachelorette, and he told Hannah that he was basically the villain of her season. He told Hannah that he hopes that she's saving herself for marriage because he can't be with a girl who has had sex before marriage. She's like, you're not going to tell me what to do with my body. And he's like, no, that's not what I said. Do you see that's called gaslighting? He said the words. 
she processed them. She spit them back out at him. And he said, no, that's not what I said. He did that a couple of times during the season. Now, since then, he has come out and apologized. I didn't know how I looked. I apologized. So Luke Parker is good. I don't follow him or a couple of celebrities just because they, they frequent Chick-fil-A, and I just can't stand that. Sorry. Um, Chick-fil-A has a history of what I call serving homophobia on the side of their chicken. They support anti-LGBTQ groups and companies, and they continuously do it. They'll stop doing it, and then they'll start up doing it again. And then they'll stop, and they'll start, I'm done. Their chicken's mad salty anyway, so fuck you. Um, (laughs) I tried their chicken once, and it was the saltiest thing ever. And I don't know if it was because I'm salty or if it was the chicken, but it was gross, girl. Anyway, um, so I just wanted to make that clear. There's a difference between confronting a bully and spreading hate. Confronting a bully is Hannah standing up for herself to Luke. He bullied her. She stood up to him. Spreading hate is this these couple of trolls on my friend Jolie's Instagram or um, TikTok who one troll said, oh, you're just you just picked a, a random video and put your voice over it. And then another troll agreed with him. And then later on in another video said, oh, you're just mooching off of people. So you're in agreement that he is where he is now or you're not in agreement? I'm confused. Boo-boo. That's spreading hate. This woman doesn't have videos on her page. She doesn't have content that constitute a good person. All she does is go to Jolie's videos and just comment, 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 comment. Now, Jolie's a nicer person than me. Most people are nicer than me. Out of black, they ass. They wouldn't have been able to see shit. I would have seen her comment, deleted it, and then blocked her. Well, blocked her, then deleted her. You don't get a second chance to spread hate on my page. You get one chance. That's it. I'm not on social media, especially on TikTok, to entertain you folks. And I mean, no, let me repeat. I am not on TikTok to entertain you haters. I'm not. You can come with your nasty comments, but they're going to be seen for one second. And that one second is when I see it and remove you from my existence. I do not have to put up with that. I have to police myself because apparently TikTok doesn't like like trans people. I have a friend. Her name is Rosalind Montoya. She was getting her videos. Now, she's trans, openly trans. She was getting her videos uh, reported by TikTok or by, by haters. Now, her videos aren't sexual. She's not into, she's into educational videos about trans people, 
where people ask us, when you go into her lives, you will see a thousand comments. It's the same every time I go into her life. I actually sometimes don't go into her lives because of the people, not because of her. First, they'll ask her what surgery she's had. Then they'll ask her how long she's been trans. Then they'll ask her when she knows, when she knew she was trans. Then they'll ask her, you know, the same thing every live. She has to explain herself. So what she's done is she's made videos. She's even made videos of pre-transition to post-transition. Those videos are getting reported. So you go on her live and you ask her these questions. Then you go on her feed, you see she's answering the questions, and you get upset. What? And because TikTok has this algorithm, if you're reported too much, your account gets banned. So she got banned. She confronted the bully. And she went to social media. She went to two magazines. She created a change.org. She got TikTok to reinstate her account. She has over 300,000 followers. Damn. That's how you confront a bully. Imagine if she didn't speak up a way of cathartically healing. I use TikTok because it's when I make a TikTok video, I just found out that my friend from work that I told you guys about earlier, she sees my TikTok videos and she's like, you are really funny. Do you know how that made me feel? I was like, oh, you see him? Like, amazing. That made me feel great. Somebody in my life thinks I'm funny. I personally don't think I'm funny. I think I'm witty. <laughs> and I'm humble. But, yeah, I make TikToks because I love, I love making people laugh. Um, so it's kind of crazy that people literally decide to make a TikTok account only to go on and comment on people's pages. I think that's disgusting. But that's just me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad she, she went and to the haters. So hopefully she can stop being banned. And, and you know what's funny? I was on Tinder a long time ago. And this is a point that I told um, that city councilor. I told him, as a trans woman, there's no place I can go to be safe. If, and I mean, like, like, with dating online, if I go to Match, Hinge, Bumble, uh, Tinder, no matter what dating app I go to, you hear these stories about, oh, I met my husband on Match. We've been together 15 years. I know somebody who did that. Oh, I met my... Um, the love of my life on Tinder, you know, whatever. I put trans in my profile. When I used to go to Tinder, like when I first came out as trans, my account kept getting reported and I kept getting kicked off of Tinder 
because I violated something. Then it started to happen at Bumble. So finally I confronted Bumble. And I said, my account keeps getting reported because I have trans in my profile. And they're like, we are so sorry. If that happens again, we'll, we'll be on the lookout. I'm sorry. And it, never, it hasn't happened with Bumble. So I went back to Tinder recently and getting some good responses, whatever. But here's the thing. And if you don't believe me, if you think that I'm the only one struggling with this, go to Alexandra Gray's, um, and it's Alexandra, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A, Gray, G-R-E-Y. Go to Alexandra Gray's Instagram. Go to her story. Dating while trans is the most annoying fucking thing in the world. Why people think that we would choose to be trans is beyond me. Now, I'm confident in who I am, and I'm glad that I am who I am. But something I've discovered recently, and it's taken me years, and I was telling my sisters this, being trans is the ice cream. Life is the Sunday, Sunday cup, okay? Being trans is the ice cream. Being proud to be trans is another, you know, part of the ice cream. Having friends and family support me is ice cream. Fudge is my coworkers supporting me and, you know, all of the new acquaintances I've made. And, uh, and when I say friends as the ice cream, I'm talking about long-term friends, people I've known since I was nine, people I've known in, in college, people I've met on my first professional job in 2001. Like, those, are the, those people are the ice cream, along with my family, of course. Coworkers, any friends that, I, that I've met within, like, a couple of years, um, I'd say from the past two years to present are the hot fudge, you know? The whipped cream is reaching my goals. Reaching my goals in life, my body goals, my career goals, my um, friendship goals. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I do have friendship goals. Um, that's the whipped cream. The cherry is a relationship. Now, personally, when I get a Sunday, I chuck out that cherry because I think it's gross. But my point is, I can do or do without the cherry. So this mentality I have, when I'm dating and when I'm talking to somebody, I don't feel that we are vibing. Bye. And I'm not talking about me being like, if you say one thing wrong, you're done. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you have not even a red flag. I'm, I'm talking system failure. If you come up with some system failure bullshit, you are out. I'll give you an example. I've always got examples. Um, this one guy I was talking to, and I also take into consideration how long I've been talking to the person. So this one guy I was talking to, we got along great. He saying everything, doing everything, showing initiative, we get along great. 
then he said, you know, I do require kissing on the first date. And I said, well, of course, if the chemistry's there, kiss on the first date is mandatory. If the chemistry's there. I said, but I don't have sex until I'm in a committed, monogamous relationship. He goes, what? I go, yeah, no, I don't do that. He goes, well, there's other things. I go, no, 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 you don't understand. I made the decision for my body that I'm not getting naked. I'm not getting sexually aggressive with someone unless we are in a monogamous, committed relationship. And what I mean by that is boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm just talking boyfriend and girlfriend. He goes, oh, we're on different planes. Okay, then bye. There's nothing he could have said after that that he can recover from. He's trying to tell me what to do with my body. No, 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 no. Wrong flex, boo. Wrong flex. The guy that I was talking to that looked like Sebastian Stan that ended up ghosting me, he's never getting another chance. I don't care what his no chance whatsoever. It's now been two weeks. I haven't heard from you, but I still see you. On the dating apps, boo-boo, you get no chance. You're done completely. So that's what I'm talking about. Those are system failures, not red flags. Red flags are like, I don't know, a guy who like, for me, red flags are things that a person does that I consider a bad habit that can, if you discuss with each other, maybe you can break those habits. I'm not talking about change a person, but I personally cannot date somebody who's a smoker. Kind of a red flag for me. But with that red flag, if he's like, yeah, I smoke, but, you know, I've been trying to quit. That's totally different. He's already on the road to quitting. He's not going to quit for me. He's on the road to quitting. So I can deal with that. It's a red flag, but I could deal with it. System failure would be if he's the type of person that tells me what to do with my body, like I said in the example before. No. No. Bad boy. <laughs> so, yeah. I um, wanted to talk about that ice cream a little bit, being trans. So one of my body goals is to have a body that I feel matches who I, who I want to look like on the outside. So what I have in my brain of what I look like on the outside needs to match because it's my life and I'll do whatever the fuck I want. To be honest with you, I paid for the insurance, so I'm going to do it. I was walking by on Wednesday. I, I'm getting, so you guys know that I have had laser hair removal. I'm now getting microdermabrasion. And I went in Boston, you know, I have four more sessions left. 
it's going well. It look it's starting to look really, really like good. When I went to this esthetician, it was a different esthetician than before. She was really chatty. And by chatty, I mean she engaged with me very well. The first thing she said was, oh, my God, your skin is so thick. And I said, honey, you have no idea the shit I've been through. Huh. My skin is very thick. And she's like, no, the texture of your skin. People pay good money to have the texture of your skin. You're not going to get wrinkles. I go, oh, oh, that's what you mean. I said, well, I don't drink, smoke, or do drugs. And I also am not married with children. And she just started laughing. Here I thought, oh, my God, I have, like, the worst skin. And this woman's saying, you have really good skin. A paid professional said that to me. I was like, oh, okay. So then I went to my dentist and walked past a a window. And I saw my own reflection. And I'm like, I am not as fat as I thought I was. Yeah, I I still want to do what I want to do with my body, but I am not as fat as I thought I was. And it was like a realization that things aren't as bad as you think. You just have to take a, another look at them from a different lens. So hearing that woman say that I have good skin, seeing my own reflection in the mirror, wow, like, I had an epiphany at those two moments. And, yeah, it was just really cool to have those moments and be like, wow, holy shit, holy shit. Um, I think sometimes we need to stop and do that, look at ourselves in another way. And then I, yesterday I had my brows, I, I get my brows shaped, sculpted, and henna tattooed on. And when I say henna tattooed, it's semi-permanent. It lasts for about a month. I was telling, and I had my lashes lifted. And I was telling the woman who, who does my, my brows and lashes about, you know, the esthetician. She's like, yeah, I bet you put on foundation and you notice that it soaks through your skin. And I'm like, yes, how did you know? She's like, that's what happens with thick skin. You have to moisturize first, put the primer on. And this sounds crazy, but you have to do at least two layers of foundation, excuse me, to have full coverage so that you don't have to reapply throughout the day. And I'm like, oh, my God, you are so right. I did not know that. I kept wondering why this kept happening. Like, I'd put foundation on, and the next thing you know, like, halfway throughout the day, my foundation soaked into my skin. I didn't know. I, didn't, I was like, why is this happening? It's because I have that good, thick skin, girl. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out to the good, thick Um The last serious topic I want to talk about before we go is when you're in a relationship, make sure you keep your friends. What I mean by that, 
is I understand you want to be in a relationship and you want to spend as much time with your partner as possible. But your friends were there for you when you were with nobody. Your friends were there for you. You are going to rely on your friends when you want to bitch about your relationship. If the time comes for you to get married, you're going to need your friends to be in your wedding. Stand up for you. How are you going to do that if you ditch your friends? I'm in a situation right now where one of my friends ditched me for their relationship. Bye. When that relationship implodes, and it will, you lost a friendship already. You ain't getting me back, sweetheart. And I was there for this person. I talked this person off the motherfucking ledge. Bye. Bye. I'm good. Don't do that, people. One of the requirements for me when I'm dating a guy, if he doesn't have scheduled time with his friends, that's a huge red flag. Granted, I say it's a red flag because it's something that I can help him with. Hey, I don't want to hang out with you today. You should hang out with your friends. I would suggest that to him. I'm the type of person that I am not selfish. I don't need, I've spent my life, most of my adult life single and with my friends and concentrating on me. I refuse to give up my friends. I refuse to see this guy that I'm dating seven days a week. No. We got to work up to that, boo-boo. To that, honey. I can't. I can't make you my whole life and we just met six months ago. <laughs> like, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. No. No, no. No, no. So, um, I already touched on it, but my Eva Mendez moment was seeing myself in that mirror and just, like, reevaluating, like, damn. Bitch, you're not as bad as you thought you were. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, I did also want to make mention. I don't remember if I said it because I, I talk so fast. When Turtle Sports called him Kilbasa Kenny, do we all realize that that was racist? They know he's Polish. So calling him Kilbasa Kenny, although it sounds funny, it's racist. And if you just called him, you know, um, Karen's brother, Kenny, or something like that. That would have been funnier, but calling him Kabasa Kenny is racist. And you, I'm not allowing that. That, for me, was the line in the sand. I think that's pretty much when I started doing my research, when I noticed that. And, again, people are going to say, oh, you're being so sensitive. If you've never dealt with racism, you don't understand what it's like. You, you don't know the overt undertones of things. You don't. Period. Also, one more thing before I get to my shout out, because I just gave my email Monday moment. If you see an article on Facebook, just read the headline, click on the link and read the rest of it. 
because there was a headline that said soccer team or sports team, some sports team, um, won't qualify. And I'm paraphrasing. Basically, this girl was running track and field. She had her hijab on, and she was disqualified because she had her hijab on. If you read the article, it says anyone who has religious paraphernalia or whatever they call it, especially hijab, for example, hijab, you need to sign a waiver to send to the school to wear it during sports. Now, she's been wearing it for three years without the waiver. Whatever, it's fine. To qualify in this certain event, she had to get that, that waiver. She didn't have the waiver. The coach went, uh, somebody went up to the coach and said, hey, this girl doesn't have the waiver. So up on the day, up to the day of, they said, hey, she doesn't have the waiver sign. The coach said, made the decision not to tell her about it because he didn't want to have, he didn't want to make her choose to take off her hijab and run or leave on her hijab and not run. He didn't want, my point is, the article was misleading. It said she was disqualified for her hijab, but it didn't explain all the other parts in, in, that ran into it. Again, that's the same thing with, quote, you read a quote from him, but you don't talk to him to, to figure out, what the hell did you say that for? You know what I mean? Dig deeper when you see something. Take it upon yourself. Because the second you spread some, something that is false, you end up looking stupid because you just spread, like, if I posted that article, I had people in my life that would have said, honey, did you read that? That article, it's not, it's not their fault. Granted, she shouldn't have to have a waiver because if somebody wore a cross around their neck, they wouldn't have to have a waiver. So, but that that's discussion for another story. Oh, I had another point. Oh man, what was my other point? Oh, also, if you are commenting about a celebrity on Twitter or especially Twitter, don't tag the celebrity in your comment because they don't need to see your review. They can go to websites, Rotten Tomatoes, wherever to see your review. Don't tag the celebrity. Like, see, this sounds weird. Only tag it if it's good. I'll be honest with you. If it's a negative review, don't tag them. They don't, nobody needs that negative, especially if it's really, really negative. Don't tag them. If it's good, hell, everybody needs a pat on the back. Tag them in the good Tag them in the good. But, yeah, don't tag them if it's negative. And for all you people who repost to them and want to reply to the negativity, don't tag the celebrity in a negative reply. Don't do it. Because now they see somebody as being negative. It cancels out your positivity. I understand you're being positive, but they're going to – they're. People believe the negative over the positive every single day, all day long. They'll latch on to that negativity, whether it drives them or whether it, it crushes them. It's the negative 
that they focus on, not the positivity that you just put out there. And to be honest, when you, when you reply and you post the celebrity in a negative post or a reply to a negative post, you're being selfish because in both instances, you want that celebrity to respond to either your positive review or your negative review. You're being selfish. Stop it. Person doesn't deserve that. Only post if it's something positive. Only tag them if it's something positive. If it's something negative, shut your, shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Weren't you taught when you were younger, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all? I mean, if you are going to give a negative review, base it on their performance. Do not, and I repeat, Cality, attack their performance. Why not? That's criticism. I'm okay with criticism. My friend did a review on my book. And he didn't give the book a five out of five, but he gave it a four out of five. He didn't have particularly negative things to say, but he brought up some things. And I'm like, oh, okay. It didn't hurt to hear it because I asked for his critique. It didn't hurt at all. What I'm not going to do is attack him. What I'm not going to do is say, why didn't you give me a five out of five? Give me a four out of five. Okay, whatever. Close to five. (laughs) I'll take it. And I wanted to end this live with a shout out to one of my newest favorite TikTokers. And he's actually such a, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a crush. Um, Whatever. Shut up, guys. His name is Kurt Triplett. It's um, K-A-T-R-I-P-3-L-E-T-T on TikTok. And if you go to his TikTok page, you'll see that you can um, visit his Instagram. He is, okay, when you first see him, you're like, oh, wow, he's really cute. But if you see his live. Oh, my God. His smile is ridiculous. It's not that his teeth are, like, gleaming white. It's just you see him smile, and you know he's smiling, like, from the deepest regions inside his heart coming out. Like, it's the most genuine smile I've ever seen. And his whole face smiles, not just his mouth. It's, wow. He's an amazingly beautiful human being. Um, he's definitely a friend goal. I totally want to be friends with him. He is just so positive all the time. The other day, calling you out, Kurt, the other day he looked depressed on his live. He smiled, but then he turned the camera away a couple times. He, he was struggling. I know he was, and I know he didn't want to say it on live, and I know he didn't want to you know, open up his feelings on live, but he looked defeated. And today I went into his live and he was smiling and, oh, his smile could, like, if I was in a bad mood, his smile could change my mood. Like, it's that gorgeous. 
And he's got this, like, southern twin. Oh, God, he's so freaking hot. He's, like, the type of guy that you look at and you're, like, and women, women can attest to this. Women can attest to this. He's the type of guy you look at as a woman and you're, like, marry him. Guys call it, you know, the wifey. You know, oh, I'd like to wife her up. I'd like to husband him up. He doesn't look like the type of guy that, oh, I want to rip his clothes off and have sex with him. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. But, no, I, like, he's the type of guy, like, I'd want to sit down and have dinner with. Like, he's just so, so sweet. And you can tell that he's also the type of guy that, like, is very protective of his girlfriend, like, physically protective, like, I don't know. Oh, God, he's so hot. <sighs> I'm totally crushing. Totally crushing. Oh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm watching Friends, right? I'm on season eight now. Two more seasons and I'm done. And Phoebe said, um, oh, what did she say? She said something about, again, this is like, one two thousand three four whatever two thousand I don't know two thousand two actually because you know season it started in ninety four not season eight she said something about oh I'm not um, crushing on him I just think I have simple feelings for him or something like that and I'm like oh simping oh my god simping oh my god so I just I don't know I thought it was funny anyway. Um, thank you so much for listening me ramble I appreciate you happy holidays to everybody happy quarantine holidays to everybody please stay safe please wear your mask please only visit people that you've seen during quarantine because we need to get this under control so we can get back to something that resembles pre-quarantine take care I love you. Love you, Kurt. (laughs) I love him. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great holiday. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.